says, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Word of God for the people of God. Right. So this morning, I've been uh, thinking probably for months, probably at least a month. It's been a while. I've been really thinking about my personal journey and each of our journeys about how sometimes I might pay attention to my feelings rather than my faith. And so this morning we're going to be talking about our having faith over feelings. So have you ever had that feeling that you really needed to do something or you really, really wanted something? Uh, anybody ever had that feeling? You know, I remember uh, since the scouts are here, I was thinking when I was 12 years old, I got my arrow of light. And I felt like I wanted to play baseball every day for the rest of my uh, middle and high school years. And, and I, I regret that because it was, it was feeling I wanted to do that, but I, I really would have enjoyed being uh, going through the full scout program, especially after seeing the video and seeing you guys and how, how much uh, you guys are uh, just really growing as men and seeing the, uh, the things you get to do. Uh, I've been rock climbing before, and if I'd been a if I'd fulfilled my complete scout duties, I would have known how to do it correctly instead of hurting my hands and cutting my hands up real bad. But that was something I felt like I wanted to do, and, you know, sometimes our feelings aren't always right. You know, I feel like I'm amazing at this. I'm going to do it. This is what I'm going to do. I feel so good about it. And uh, then, you know, later on you find out, yeah, that wasn't uh, necessarily the right decision. Like one time I felt like I was going, we, we had a gong show. Anybody remember the gong show? If you get up there and you do something, and if you do bad, they hit the gong and you have to get up. Well, we, we thought we were going to win. Me and some of my friends, we got up there, we dressed up, we made our own little rap. We thought we were going to just tear the house down, everybody was going to love us, and we got up there, and within 30 seconds, they hit the gong on us, and we're like, we felt like we were going to do good, but we were terrible. That was the truth. We were absolutely terrible. One other little anecdote, I heard a, a, a preacher actually the other day say, talk about men with beards, said that you're arrogant and you don't love Jesus if you have a beard. I'm not making this up. I heard this and I was like, really? I don't think I have a beard because I'm arrogant. I think it's really because I'm a little too lazy to shave sometimes. I think that's arrogance, but uh, Bottom line, and of course, you're sitting there, you're like, well, Jesus and the disciples, they had beards? Yeah. So this guy was, uh, he had a feeling that beards were bad, but in reality, he was wrong. He was wrong, because uh, there's, there's no way that that's a, a real thing. I was kind of, couldn't believe that he even said that. Um, you know, in the Bible, Moses, we read about Moses, and, Jesus, and God had come to Moses and said, I want you to lead my people out of Egypt. And he's like, I can't do it. I don't, basically, I can't, I don't feel like I can do it. There's no way I can't do it. I just have a feeling there's no way. And then, of course, God used him anyway. Even though his feelings uh, were trying to deceive him away from what God had for him. You know, God made him capable. God made him strong. 
And we all know the story of the Exodus because of that. You know, growing and strengthening our faith means learning to live by faith and not live by our feelings. You know, today in our culture, it's sometimes it can be very emotional. It can be very feeling-driven. And each day there's some new thing that comes up that it can virally becomes this emotionally-driven narrative. And if you don't believe me, just look at the news, look at social media. Part of the reason I avoid all of those things as much as I can. But sometimes those are good causes. It's not like it's all bad because sometimes your feelings are good. Feelings are not always bad. But oftentimes it can deceive you. It can deceive you. In Ephesians, it says you can be blown away uh, each which way by the wind, like a, like a leaf in the wind. You, kinda, you, don't, you just kind of go with the flow. Go where the waves are taking you. Go where the river takes you or whatever you want to say. And, uh, you know, just like that guy teaching that beards are bad. You know, that's some, I guess that's some new teaching he had at his ter- church. And obviously it was, it was not valid. But the point is, he felt like that. He, that's how he felt. But he was wrong. You know, we need to live by the truth of God's word and not our feelings. Because I don't know, but I, I don't remember reading anywhere in the Bible that says you can't, that having a beard is a, is a sin. And, and, and forgive me if it did. No, it doesn't say that. But in Psalms 42.5, it says, the psalmist writes, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So even though this, the psalmist, when he's writing this, he felt one way, he felt sad, he felt downcast, he felt like he had no hope. But then in the second half of it, he comes back with, despite these emotions, despite these feelings, I'm going to stand in the truth and still praise God. And this is... a what the psalmist is talking about, what I'm talking about. Sometimes our feelings are deceptive. Now, feelings and emotions, like I said, they're not all bad. They're not all bad. You know, we know that sometimes they are uh, very helpful in our relationships. As I've talked about uh, a few times, the, the, anybody still keeping up with the revival going on at Asbury? You know, I've seen some people that have been critical of it. And saying, well, it's just emotion driven. It's just this. It's just that. And I'm, I was thinking about it. Just, I've watched clips of it, and you can feel, if you haven't watched a clip of it, you can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit just through that little clip. And these, at this revival, these, these students are having this emotional response to the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit. And that's a good thing. So feelings are not always. I'm not saying they're always bad, but when you see these people have this emotional response and lives being changed, that's, that's good. And look at people that are falling in love. You know, they fall in love and they get married. They have those feelings and emotions for one another, and those are uh, obviously good things as well. So it's not always bad to have feelings or emotions. And those emotions can grow us in our relationship with God. What about Compassion. That's an emotion. That's a feeling we can have for someone. Empathy, inspiration. When we go and we have a food distribution this Friday, if you'd like to come join us, try to get here about Asbury at about 7.30 or 8 a.m., and we'd love for you to join us to help uh, hand out food to each other, to uh, people in the community. And by giving back, you can feel that, that 
that compassion and this empathy for the people in need, those are, those are definitely good things. You know, even, even negative emotions can be good, turn out good. Just think about it. If you have some kind of shame or regret or guilt over something you've done to God, against God or something you've done to another person, that can lead you to go and ask for forgiveness. That can lead you to a place of repentance. That can lead you to a place of reconciliation with a, a friend or a neighbor or whoever it is you may have had that, uh, that issue with. But when it comes to the world, Paul's pretty clear. In Philippians 3.19, he says, I have often told you, Philippians 3.19, I have often told you and now tell you with tears in my eyes that many live as the enemies of the cross of Christ. In the end, they will be destroyed. Their emotions are their God, and they take pride in the shameful things they do. Their minds are set on worldly things. It says that they're, in the most texts, it says their belly is their God. And you know, if you just read that, you're thinking, what, does that mean they want to eat all the time? Is that... When I had to look it up, and in the, uh, in the original language, it was talking about the, uh, pretty much your, your heart, your emotions, what may come up out of there. And they basically rely on their emotions. They rely on their feelings rather than on the truth of God. And this is the question I have here is, have, have those emotions, have your emotions and feelings, have they become your God? At times in my life, they do to me. Do you rely on your feelings over the faith and truth of the scripture? There's times in my life I have. And uh, our feelings can cause us to follow off after worldly things and not follow after the things of of God. You know, taking pride in sin and things of this world just because our feelings may draw us that way. Our feelings may guide us rather than the scripture. One thing I was thinking about Financial gain, that's not a bad thing, but if it consumes you so much that you have a feeling that's all you do, you ignore your family, you ignore your, your friends, you ignore everything all for the sake of financial gain, then you have allowed that feeling that you need to get more, 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 that greed to control you rather than allowing God to control you. You know, in the book of Matthew, it talks about Seeds that are thrown on a rocky soil. You know, and in that part, it's talking about people that hear the truth of God, but then when something, a difficulty arises, they get blown away because they don't have roots. Because they've been thrown on this rocky soil, they can't plant roots. And that uh, person will leave. They will leave that truth. They will leave behind God because to them it's too hard to stand firm. Because they're not rooted in the truth of Christ. They're not rooted in the scripture. You know, our faith needs to be deep-rooted. Deep-rooted in scripture. If you think about roots, the nutrients come up through the soil, uh, and the water will come up through there, and you can grow. But if you don't have roots, you'll get blown away in the wind. You know, firmly planted in God's word. That's what I... uh, came up with when I was thinking about that, about being firmly planted in what God's word says. Because if not, your feelings may start to control your decisions. Maybe it's anger. 
I thought about some other feelings that may keep us and prevent us from following Christ as we should. One of them is anger. Anger, it's, a, it's an emotion that it can control how you respond to others. If you've been so angry and you just know if you just say something to that person that you're going to feel better, or maybe you're going to say something to that person, maybe, God forbid, you, if I hit them, I'm going to feel better. You know, I remember in younger days, maybe, you know, when I was younger, maybe that would have been something I would have wanted to do, and it would have made me feel so much better if I did that. But it's hurtful. Your words can be hurtful. If you say somebody to something out of anger, it can hurt them. And that's not what God has called us to do. We're not supposed to be hurtful to others in our words or acts. So we have that angry emotion. We must try and uh, limit that and, and, and eliminate it from our lives because that emotion can control you if you let it. What about doing what feels good? You know, what's the saying? If it feels good, do it. Has everybody heard that one before? You know, if your life is shaped by your feelings, then you may do what feels good instead of what God has called you to or what God commands us to. You know, do what, I'm going to do what makes me happy. What makes me happy? I'm going to do that. Because if I feel that this person can live that way or that I can live this way, I can make this decision out of my anger. It will make me so much happier if I do these things because I'll get it off my chest and I'll show that person. I'll show them. But in reality, are you really going to be happy after you do that? You're going to hurt someone. You're going to cause them maybe to fall into sin. Maybe and you are sinning in that moment if you strike out in anger. But I'm going to let you in a little secret. Life's not necessarily about feeling good. Life is about obedience to God. Sometimes we're not going to feel good. But we still need to be obedient to God and trust him that he will lift us out of that valley, so to speak. We all know the 23rd Psalm. If you're in that valley, you're not going to be feeling good. But that's why you trust God to lift you out of that. This is not always, we're not always going to be happy. We're not always going to feel good. But we know that God can lift us out of that. And that's what we must stand in. Now, if you do lash out in anger, if you do do something that you know that you shouldn't be doing, but you thought it would make you feel good, sometimes it's important for us to repent and turn back away from those things. And come back to God. Because if we live in some kind of thing where we just act like it's not even wrong to God. And we act like it's not a sin. Just because it makes us feel good. And we're ignoring what the scripture says. If you ever, you may need to seek God in a state of repentance. I have had to do this myself over multiple things. You know, I was thinking... No sin is okay because it feels good. You know, let's be honest about that. Most sin, a lot of sins do actually feel good in the moment. But that's not living in obedience to the truth of the Bible. And that should be a much bigger priority than seeking after what feels good. What does the Bible say, how do I follow God? You know, it used to feel good to me in junior high when I would criticize and cut down and joke on people and it would, everybody would laugh and I would think I was cool because I'd said something 
very hurtful to other students. And when I did that, like I said, it made me feel good, but it was wrong. It was wrong because those people would be hurt. And when they're hurt, it causes them to feel really bad. Instead of showing them the love of Christ, I was being mean. You know, but that moment, it made me feel loved by my classmates because they thought I was funny or they thought I was cool or whatever. But we don't need to do things that are hurtful to others. You know, we can justify it by saying, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just a few words I said to that person. Or everyone thinks it's funny for me to do that. So it must be okay. Culture says it's funny for me to say these things to, to, to these people and hurt and harm them. But Jeremiah, in the book of Jeremiah, it says that our heart is deceitful. Our feelings can be wrong, especially if they go against the Scripture. Our heart is deceitful. What the heart wants is not always what God wants. You know, when I look at Scripture and know that I look at it as it's the, the infallible and er, er, uh, unchanging Word of God, and it doesn't change. It never changes. No matter what I feel about it, you can't change what the Scripture says. But Scripture can change your heart. It can change your mind. It can change you into the heart and mind of Christ if you allow it to. You know, another thing if we think about is love. It's one of the major, major feelings we can have. We talk about it. God is love. We are to love others. We are supposed to love others as God loved us, and that's so true. And that's a good emotion of love, to love others as Christ loved us. There's one thing in John 14, 15. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commands. Keep my commands. If you love me, follow what the scripture says. Follow what I say. And that part of that is loving others, but part of it is also doing what he asks of us. And sometimes that can be hard, and our feelings may go against that. But that is what the scripture says. And to love God and love others means we just follow this Bible, follow the scripture instead of what the world says. I know often I can find myself drifting off the things that the world says is good, but it's not, it's not what the Bible says. And I have to turn back and change that mindset in my own life. You know, no matter what our feelings are, the Bible should be the final authority because it is our foundation in what we believe and it should guide our lives and all the decisions that we make. So let's turn from these worldly things that may draw us away from Christ just and let us understand that trusting what the Bible said is, is, is way more valuable than anything that our feelings may lead us to. And let us expand our faith by this truth in the truth of his word and the truth of the way of Christ and the love of Christ and being obedient to what the scripture says and not what our feelings may say as we get tossed to and fro as the uh, Ephesians passage meant, uh, stated. But I'm just going to say, I'm gonna, let me close this out with some prayer here. God, we, we all admit that oftentimes we are controlled by our feelings or maybe what the world has guided us to. Lord, I pray that we would instead focus on what your scripture says and 
And as you say in the book of John, if you love me, then we should keep your commands and be obedient to you and follow after what you have given us as a guideline in the scriptures, Lord. I pray that each one of us would just continue in our faith and this knowledge of God and just knowing that to be mature in the Lord means to sometimes we must deny our feelings and our in the world and instead step into this life that you have called us to, God. In your name I pray. Amen.